hello. Welcome to episode 60 of Sack King's Therapy. We've now reached the 60 uh, milestone. Uh, I wish it was a happier occasion, but it is the 60th uh, episode uh, of Sack King's Therapy. Glad to actually finally get to this point. Would you say, Fong? Yeah, it's it's a big achievement. I, I gotta say, 60 whole episodes, six oh probably 60 plus hours worth of uh, recording uh, Sacramento Kings and other stuff as well. Yeah, again, just wish it was on a happier occasion because we watched two ugly, 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 depressing games. Um, We'll do our best to try and keep it to somewhat of a positive note, but if it sounds a little bit on the negative side, forgive us. It's it's been depressing watching two these games to the end. Like yeah. it's rough. All right, so let's get started. Um Memphis Grizzlies. Um so they were without Jaron Jackson Jr. uh and probably some other players. I didn't really look up their side, but on our side, um Kings uh, for the Kings Marvin was out. Daquan actually started in his place, which was really surprising. He literally just came back. So, yeah, that was surprising. So uh, I'm not really going to go through it game. Um, what's it called? Quarter by quarter, play by play. I'm just going to, ha- you know, go through what I have as the summary. Um, you know, a very much pathetic showing from the Kings. Just no intensity, no sense of urgency. Like, you know, it, it reminded me of the old Kings where like, you know, they would just get in a hole early. And the difference was in the winning streak was that they would punch back. Well, they didn't really punch back at all this game. They just kind of let it happen. You know, they just let Dylan Brooks kind of go off, and they never really recovered from it. And, like, they just never got stops, never got, you know, consistent offense. Fox was kind of my, you know, one. Fox is kind of my big culprit. We'll, we'll kind of get to that. Um, they shot awful in the first half, which put them in a hole for the second half. They did shoot better in the second half, but defense was just atrocious. Like, John Moran had a stretch in the third quarter where I think he got, like, two or three or maybe even four buckets in a row where he just basically played around with the the defense. Just, you know, got whatever he wanted and just shaked and baked everything. You know, draw fouls and stuff, even though I hated some of the flops he did. But he was just getting whatever the hell he wanted. Um, One thing about this third quarter, uh, second half, one of the only bright spots, in my opinion— was that the Kings somehow got into the bonus with 931 uh, and left in the third quarter. They actually managed to essentially foul out, <laughs> not foul out, but like Dylan Brooks got two quick fouls and basically was out for the rest of the quarter. And yeah, again, in the bonus at 930, like that's incredible. What did they do after? They shot more threes. Yeah, that's what you Ooh. do when you're in the bonus, you know? Yay. What did you have uh, for the games, I guess, up to, up to this point in the third quarter? Uh, man, I got to say, our defense and rebounding needs, like, a rework somehow. I, it, it, It's hard to watch. It's ridiculously hard to watch. Like, pe- just people just driving to the paint while it's nothing, and no one's doing anything about it. It's It's hard to watch, really. Uh, like you said, I, our three-point shooting, we we need a we need to talk this over. Like Fox shot how many threes this game? Eight three points. And you know we were talking about this that you know 
he should have drove or even uh, drew fouls more than, you know, chucking eight threes because he, he only got one for eight this game. And it's hard to watch, definitely. Yeah, I was going to mention Buddy, too, because Buddy, Buddy also was kind of the Buddy that we kind of knew in the beginning of the season where he just started chucking shots, uh, not making like really good shot uh, choices. We should have just made more plays, but it, we're we're really not making any plays or setting up guys that we sh- uh, that I think we should be doing. Well, yeah, for Fox, you mentioned the one for eight. So he was one for eight from three. However, he was seven for 15 from the field. And if you do the math on that, that will make him literally, what's it, what is it? That will make him six for seven from, six for seven from two-point range. He was getting to the rim, and he was just making plays. That's what he needs to do. And again, they were in the bonus with how many, with nine minutes to go in the quarter, and you jack threes? Mm-hmm. Like, what the f- what in the fuck? And like I, you know, I, you know, I don't blame Buddy for just being Buddy. He's not a real foul drawer, anyways. He's gonna jack up shots. That's just how it's how it is. That's why I would recommend benching him and just limiting his, uh, you know, shot jacking, because he really doesn't do much when he doesn't, you know, when he doesn't score. And unfortunately, in this like run, he's not. He's back to his old ways, not doing much. When he's not scoring, like in the in the winning streak, he was, you know, setting up guys, particularly Rashawn, although Rashawn wasn't good this game either. But like, you know, he's not doing the good things that he does. And, you know, if he's not going to be doing that, you might as well bench him and just like bring him off the bench. But yeah. we will be talking a little bit about that more. I, you know, I, I love Fox. We love Fox. He is, you know, he's our max player, the prodigal son of Sacramento right now, basically. Like it's. You know, this has to be put in, you know, this some blame has to go his way for not attacking. Maybe like I guess like maybe there's something off with him just because like, you know, he was out for the Orlando Magic game and maybe he's coming back a little early. Like there's some off with him and he's just jacking way too many threes. And, you know, he had been shooting well from three during like their during that winning streak, during that seven for nine uh, run like. But he's still not a good three-point shooter, and you know, recently it hasn't gone down at all. Like it's just not there. So stop taking those kinds of threes, unless like you know, it's a wide-open spot-up three off ball movement. Yeah, it's we're we're I don't know. Like, what do you think we should do to fix this uh, problem? Because there's a, there's a lot of problems I see. Uh, I will talk about it a little bit more. Uh, but in the Nets game, but you know, the second unit or the third unit really came in. So let me mm-hmm. let me get the lineup. It was Buddy, Metsu, Corey, Belly, and GR3. Now Buddy wasn't like great this like he wasn't you know crucial to this run. You can kind of flip him for anyone else really. But like that unit for some reason showed a lot of life. Of course the game was already over, but so it didn't really matter. But like I think Luke needs to explore this kind of lineup where it's just bench players and it's not a and it's not an offense that is reliant on one guy to create all the offense. For some reason like when this kind of lineup goes out there, they're like, oh, none of us are really shot creators. 
But so let's, you know, run some plays, get some ball movement, get the defense moving and find openings instead of just relying on, you know, usually it's Fox or even Halliburton to just create something. And I want to see more of that from Luke to explore these kinds of lineups. Mm-hmm. Yeah, too bad uh, in the Brooklyn game, we didn't really explore too much of that. But we shall see because, yeah, I. We, I see really good potential in the second round or even the third unit um, that we have here. And uh, really would like to see that. Where are, where are you now in terms of keeping, like, all? let's just say keeping our vets. Like, let's just say Buddy, um, Buddy Barnes, Corey Joseph. Where, are you, where do you stand on those guys? So, like, trade, keep, or, you know, trade or keep uh, for those two? Uh, at the moment, <clears throat> not sh- too sure about Barnes because he, I mean, it's it's only a few games. I'm guessing. I don't know. I haven't watched too much uh, in, when I was gone of uh, Barnes, but from what I see from Buddy, definitely, I think we should get something out of him because it's it's pretty sickening to watch him uh, play this type of uh, just basketball yeah um i'm i'm sorry i'm all for trading buddy at this point either that or bench him like bring him off the bench because we need to limit the damage he does to the team because it you know he just it's particularly bad when we're down and like we're desperate for a run he will just you know press and just start taking awful threes lose the ball on the break, do something really stupid. That is just, what are you doing? I plays like rookie, almost like rookie mistakes. There were a few in the Nets game that we'll get to, like where he just drove in, even though there was guys open in the corner. And then he like, he just throws up a shot and then just gets bailed out by something. But yeah, I think, I think we need to be able to like, just talk with him say you're coming off the bench now because we can't deal with this kind of shit and your defense and the defense is terrible like that's always been a thing like he had been playing with more energy as of late but like it's just it's just not there like you're not shooting well and you're giving up you know 10,000 points on the other end it's not pretty right now yeah what's your thoughts on Barnes uh before we get to my thoughts on Barnes uh he is eight for 33 in the last seven games eight for 31 from three last seven Ooh, games really yeah, over four from today i i just think at least he still has a lot of value he needs to just attack the basket more i'm i'm a, i'm actually for keeping him just because yeah i just think you need a like a grow man wing you know mm-hmm. that's my that's my that's my stance on him unless you are somehow getting matisse Thibel back i don't want to trade him and like you know, a lot of people were talking about, like when the Celtics were here. Apparently, the Celtics announced announced team was talking a lot about that trade exception for Barnes. So, but the thing is, there's there's nothing I want from Boston that's not named Jalen Brown. <laughs> I, I don't exactly want Kemba Walker either, either, even if he, even if he's available. So like, it's not, you know, like I don't know what we would get from the Celtics. Maybe some sort of three team trade, but like that's where it gets complicated. Yeah, we shall see. Okay, well, uh, yeah, so that's basically kind of my take from the, the game. It's just, 
it was just kind of ugly and like you know it's deflating it just like where was the energy where's the energy that we had in that seven in that you know seven four you know winning seven of nine um you know stretch and yeah it's unfortunate that you're coming back to this um that was again it was some damn good basketball yes i i wish i witnessed it but Sadly, I didn't. I can't come back to what we were before, <laughs> pretty much. Oh, yeah, unfortunately. But let, let's just move on. Uh, so uh, against Brooklyn, which just actually happened. Um, so let, let's start with this. Uh, Kem Durant was out for this game. He had a little hamstring thing. Um, f- you know, first, first, uh, first half was basically a shootout. We managed to actually kind of keep... We basically kept competitive throughout the first half, and we actually were pretty competitive, like in the first half of the third quarter too. But basically, the wheels fell off, and unfortunately, I have to go back to this was kind of like anchored, I guess, by Buddy. Like Buddy had a basically a fast break and just travels on the fast break, and that's kind of where things went went south. And then a few possessions like down, he jacks up like a really awful three, like in the corner, like, you know, looking like a Reggie Miller shot, basically that he and, you know, it doesn't go down. And unfortunately, that just leads to more open shots. Um, You know, that I think is the the biggest reason for the Kings slump right now. And then there's again, in the last two games, Fox is just not attacking and, and just settling for these threes. And again, he's making some. But he's just taking too many, and he's just not good enough to justify taking that many. Attack the basket. This defense, this Brooklyn defense, was terrible all night. Like there was just no real resistance, like in, at the basket. Just go to the rim and just you know create contact and you know just do something going to the basket instead of always settling for the three. You know? I mean, I mean, yeah. Look at Corey Joseph. Shoot, he he was going to the basket. Wait, it was automatic. Shoot. Yeah. And then same thing with Barnes. Barnes, again, has gone ice cold. Again, 0 for 4 from tonight. And just, yeah, like he attacked the basket a few times for his only points. And he, he was good. You know, he's just making grown man plays in there. Why stop attacking? Like, granted, there, and also the threes he's missing are wide open. But like, just attack more when you get the ball, you know? Um, one good, one good thing coming out of this game, Bagley had a very good game on offense. Like just, you know, they Brooklyn has a very small lineup. Jeff Green is basically their setter. They put in DeAndre Jordan whenever Hassan Whiteside's out there, but DeAndre Jordan was terrible. Like it's so bad that like, I don't think Brooklyn would mind getting Hassan. That's how bad they are. <laughs> yeah. Um, like if you look at Hassan's stats, it's. It's pretty godlike when uh, he plays against Brooklyn. Yeah, again, they just don't—they don't have any big guys, and DeAndre Jordan is just trash. <laughs> like, <it's> just, <laughs> there's no other way around it. Um, yeah, but D, this is Bagley's defense was hit or miss. Like, he still has these moments where, like, he just—he just doesn't have the instinct to really help. He had moments where, like, he actually helped, and may, he needs to make more of those plays. But there are just plays where he's in front of the guy and just doesn't go up for the block. And then there's, and then there's one where he got dunked on by Jeff green, where like he jumps up, but like, if you look at him, he's not going for the block. He just jumps up. I'm just like, 
you know, try and make a play there. Foul him. Do something. Like, he just jumps up and just meekly puts out his arms for theater. Like, he's not really trying on that play, so I don't know what he's doing. He needs yeah. to he needs to iron that shit out. But my main takeaway from this game is that I'm all for benching Buddy or trading him at this point. Like he is he was so bad in this game. I think he did have a six. I think he went six for seven in the first half. Let me see his stats. So he went six for nine. He was six for seven in the first half, and he was six for nine. So yeah, didn't do anything in the second half again. But, like, again, the, the, the offensive decision-making, the shot selection, all terrible. And just, I can't stand it. He, he either just needs to get benched or just somewhat limited because, you know, his defense is terrible. Like, his offense right now is just not really, it's not sustainable right now. It's just, like, he, he'll jack a bunch of threes and sometimes he'll go in. And that's nice. But he, then he just gets, like, you know, gets basically bold about some of his shots and start jacking more and guess what when we're losing he jacks up even more because now he's pressing again and there's just no real happy medium there and i think put getting him off the bench and just limiting some of his minutes will actually solve a lot of those issues like it did last year yeah pretty much ditto from last game same same story with buddy yeah yeah i'm at this point, yeah, I'm, I agree with you. We should really consider trading uh, Buddy. I, I feel, I mean... I'm opinion. pretty sure it's been on the table, but no one really wants him. And I think the return either is a negative or it's just like, you know, second rounders. Like, I feel like you can get more for Buddy, but I'm just yeah. forgetting rid of him at this point. We're just it, benching yeah. him. It, it'll be tough. Team. It's going to be tough to trade Buddy at this point, but... I don't know. What, what do you think we'll be able to get out of him? I mean, like, at this point, I think second rounders, I wouldn't, honestly, wouldn't be too mad at that. That's just anything. Literally anything. Wow, yeah. that's <laughs> that's a hot take. I, just, I want him gone at this point. It's like, I don't know, like, so he, so I, I was listening to a podcast. They were talking about Andre Drummond. So Andre Drummond's trying to, you know, squeeze his way to the Nets. <laughs> <laughs> gotta get his way to the nets and uh, in cleveland he's actually good for the most part but he does things where he just uh like let's just say he tries to dribble the ball too much he tries to you know shoot threes he tries to you know make these post moves or try to drive to the rim or try to like you know do, basically do too much the question is do you think that's just who he is or is he going to cut that out on a good team let's just say if he got to brooklyn or is he going to actually, like, keep doing the shit that he does? Like, oh, call for a post-up, right, when he's on when he's in Brooklyn. Do you think he would do that on Brooklyn? Or do you think he would kind of settle into a role? Like, let's just say play defense, make a good, make a few good passes every now and then, and just, you know, uh, be the role man on, you know, screen, screen and rolls. I, I feel like if someone talked to him, I think he would have been a good role man for, let's just say, Brooklyn. I, I think he, if someone got put sense in him he'll become that role man okay applying that same logic to buddy do you think this is just who buddy is or do you think by the time he gets to say brooklyn again he's a perfect kind of symbolization of brooklyn honestly 
jacks a lot of shots and, you know, doesn't play any defense. So, like, let's say he gets to Brooklyn. Do you think he'll actually, like, clean up his shot selection? Mm, that's uh, that's tough. I think for the... Uh, oh, I feel like if he was in a different team other than the Kings, I think his game would change drastically that's my opinion i think i think uh another team could make a lot more sense in buddy than what we're doing right now yeah i think i think a trade will need to happen for him to play that way because that will like you know humble him a little bit and just you know again another team let's say they're a winning team they have the they have the authority to be able to tell them you know if you don't like you know, take better shots. We're just going to keep you on the bench. Mm-hmm. And sure, he, you know, they're going to end up paying him $20 million a year to do that. But, like, I think having just another team, let's just say the Spurs, Popovich can tell them to go fuck off, I think. So, <laughs> you know, Luke doesn't really have that command and that authority, you know, unfortunately. No. So, yeah, it's a, it's based, I, I'm, I'm in the camp of just trading him to a better situation. I think, I think it'll just help him like become a better player because right now it's just like, again, the awful decision-making, the subpar ball handling, and again, the awful shot selection, awful defense, and he's not hitting shots. That's the biggest issue. If he was hitting shots, it wouldn't be a big issue, but he's not hitting shots. So, you know, I just think, Again, either, you know, sending him to the bench where, like, again, last year he shot, like, 47% from three after he went to the bench because he just had less opportunities to, you know. <laughs> basically, we, we he was not on the court enough to be bad, buddy. So, yeah. We shall see how that goes. Um, last thing I want to talk about is uh, the bench unit. So this time I didn't – let me see. I wrote down the bench unit. So at the at late late fourth quarter where the game was already out of reach, um, the the bench unit go on a 17 to one run. So this was the oh damn it I didn't write down the lineup but I think it was Halliburton I, Corey Joseph. Oh did you write it down? I I didn't write it down but it's Halliburton Corey Joseph Gwen Robinson DeQuan Jeffries and Whiteside I believe. Yes. So that lineup went on a 17 to one run to cut it down to 18. Yeah. <laughs> Great. Um, yeah. But wonderful. like they, but they were able to, you know, show like finally some defensive intensity. And I don't know why it takes until the, like the end of the fourth quarter for that to come out. I think Luke should maybe explore this lineup in the middle of the third or like, you know, in the middle of the second, just like throw that team, throw this unit out there provide some energy to kind of make up for some of the lack of energy coming from the starters, particularly Fox Barnes and buddy. I just feel like this would kind of, this would be, give you a good mix of just, you know, I guess a good mix of styles, I guess. Cause, because again, all, when this bench unit comes in, there's no real creator out there. I mean, Halliburton's a creator, but he's not an elite creator like Fox. So, He's not a guy where you can just say, okay, we're going to give you the ball. You do something with it. Mm-hmm. But he's going to involve the team, and he's going to get the ball moving, and things just happen on offense. And on defense, they bring the energy. Daquan, like, made plays out there. So, like, I, they, I, think, I think Luke just needs to kind of 
throw this unit out there when the game is not a blowout and just see and just let it run like again give give the defense a, a different look and just a different type of energy to kind of you know flip the momentum of the game a little bit yeah that'd be pretty interesting to see because at this point i i'm willing to try anything i i feel like we should also play Halliburn a little more like i mean we've been saying that we should play Halliburn a lot more I mean, he's. I mean, I think he plays like. I mean, he played 30 minutes this game, which is mm-hmm. you know, third highest on the team. So like, he's playing. I think what you really. I think you know what everyone's been saying. Should start. Mm, I mean, we're, buddy. <laughs> yeah, if if we're benching Buddy, that's the guy you gotta. That's the guy that's gonna start. I think it's time. Like, because since because especially since Buddy's playing like shit, it's time. You got you gotta explore that. Mm-hmm. Most definitely. And then just kind of have what you had last year with Corey and uh, Buddy coming off, basically coming off the bench in tandem, and you know just running it that way. Again, you tr- might as well try out something because right now it's not working. Yeah, we're we're just going backwards. Might as well go backwards and put Buddy on the bench. Yeah. So, uh, sorry for that really kind of depressing and honestly somewhat angry episode. Uh, I mean, honestly, you guys should be grateful. It wasn't right after the the uh, Grizzlies game. So I was angry. Um, this one, I'm a bit more calm, just because it is Brooklyn. They they do have like weapons out there to you know just light up the Kings, and you know it's it is it is what it is. Like you know, uh, Kings. Uh, by the way, Kings lose a 136 to 125. So if you guys care about the score, but like you know. I just think this is unfortunately what the Kings do. Like they have a great they have a great run and then it's immediately followed by an absolute horrible run. Like the biggest roller coaster ride in the NBA right now. Yeah. And unfortunately Fallen only gets to experience the valleys apparently. So <laughs> um yeah, so hopefully things get better. Hopefully Luke, you know, t- takes a look at that bench unit. And, you know, again, we got to explore. You have to explore benching Buddy at this point and seeing what in the hell is wrong with Barnes. And, you know, if something is wrong with Fox, just have him sit out. Like, mm-hmm. seriously, just have him sit out because he does not look right. Again, he's just not attacking. He needs to attack every single time, not settle for the three as much as he is. And I think that will go, go around to fixing a lot of the issues. Let's hope so because yeah, this this isn't the kind of Kings games I want to watch. Yeah, it's a it's gonna be a it's gonna be a rough season if this keeps going on. Um, yep, yep, we're gonna fade for Cade. Yep. Oh yeah, that's the same. I mean, like you know, again, like win-win situation for us either way. Like wins are nice. Losing, if we lose, you know, get closer to Kay Cunningham, Jalen Green, and those guys. I'm starting to like Jalen Green now, so you know, we shall see. Uh, hopefully things do get better one way or the other, and, you know, we got to explore some options, Luke. Yep. Let's see. Okay. Our next game is on Thursday, I believe, against Miami, so. We're getting we... a lot of long breaks. Yeah, which is nice in a way, but. Let's hope we kind of bounce back because we're going to have a long break and hopefully they get the rest they need. 
Yeah, and please, for the love of God, look at what the hell you're doing. Yeah. We'll, we'll see about that. Okay. All right. Well, that's it. going to be it for us on this episode. Uh, we'll catch you guys back on Thursday night, probably. Yep. We'll see you guys later. Thank you.